May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Paul's letter to the Romans says, I am convinced that neither life nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. As a former nurse, I remember often the words of a dying patient, but none so stark than these words, please do not forget me. These were the haunting words from someone who was accepting of their situation. They appeared not to be afraid of death, but they were afraid of the oblivion of being forgotten. Remembrance is a powerful force. We see this in the last few years as Remembrance Time has taken new and imaginative directions. Who can fail to be moved by the There But Not There project? And the perspex silhouettes can only be described as beautifully haunting in their effect. We see more imaginative ways of the use of the poppy around memorials and in churches, communities, towns and villages. We no longer just wear a paper poppy. There are bejeweled poppies. There are poppies you can hang onto your dog's leads. There are poppies for front of cars. Remembrance has moved in very imaginative ways, and I think all the better for it. Our own St. George's Chapel never fails to bring a sense of awe and wonder. All these cry out, Remember me, do not forget me. One of the most moving elements of remembrance is when we see a grave of those who have not yet been identified. The simple phrase, Known unto God. The phrase was selected by the British poet Rudyard Kipling. Kipling had joined the Imperial War Graves Commission in 1917 as its first literary advisor. It forms the standard epitaph for all unidentified soldiers of the First World War buried in Commonwealth war graves. The phrase is engraved towards the bottom of the gravestone. The first line of the text on the stone is a description of the deceased, which may be little more than these words, a soldier of the Great War. The centre shows a cross, though the deceased's actual religious affiliation may be unknown, and at the top an appropriate unit badge where this is known. This phrase appears on more than 200,000 Commonwealth gravestones around the world. The horror of war is deepened as we also remember those who have no known resting place. The phenomenon of missing in action became notable during the First World War when, as you may say, war was mechanized, which meant in a single battle there could be astounding number of losses. In 1916, over 300,000 Allied and German soldiers were killed in the Battle of the Somme. Over 19,000 British and Commonwealth soldiers were killed in action or died of wounds on the first day of that battle alone. 
It is therefore not surprising that the Thiertval Memorial to the Missing of the Somme in France bears the names of over 72,000 British and Commonwealth soldiers, all of whom went missing in action during the Battle of the Somme. They were never found. They have no known grave. The Menin-Gate Memorial in Belgium commemorates over 54,000 missing who are known to have been killed. The Dumont Ossuary contains 130,000 unidentified sets of French and German remains from the Battle of Verdun. This is astonishing. It is difficult to comprehend. But remembrance is the last gift we can give the fallen. It is a promise to keep them in our story, our personal story, our family story, our community story, our national story, the story of the world. Without remembrance, we are less than we should be. Remembrance gives those who gave the ultimate sacrifice a voice in our today. It gives them identity. It gives them a location which would otherwise be denied them. In 2020, we will be commemorating the centenary of the burial of the unknown soldier in Westminster Abbey. Four unknown bodies were exhumed from different parts of the battlefield. They were placed in a coffin and were shrouded with the Union Jack. Brigadier Wyatt, with closed eyes, rested his hand on one of the coffins. The other three were taken away for reburial. This warrior was brought home with due solemnity and interred in the West End of Westminster Abbey. Many a grieving family would visit and wonder, is this my boy? The former Prime Minister, Paul Keating, delivered a eulogy at the entombment of their unknown soldier on November the 11th, 1993, on the 75th anniversary of the end of World War I, and said this of their unknown soldier. He is all of them, and he is one of us. Rudyard Kipling's son Jack was killed in action in September 1915, aged 18. His final resting place was not identified until 1992. The Commonwealth War Graves Commission changed the inscription on the gravestone from unknown soldier to John Kipling. Kipling died not knowing the resting place of his son. He wrote this poem, My Boy Jack. Have you news of my boy Jack? Not this tide. When do you think that he'll come back? Not with this wind blowing and this tide. Has anyone else had word of him? Not this tide. For what is sunk will hardly swim. Not with this wind blowing and this tide. Oh dear. What comfort can I find? None this tide, nor any tide. Except he did not shame his kind, not even with that wind blowing and that tide.
then hold your head up all the more. This tide and every tide. Because he was the son you bore and gave to that wind and to that tide. In our remembrance, we give them identity and a resting place. They are known unto God, and their name liveth forevermore. We will remember them. Amen. <laughs>